0: This is my first ever live presentation. I was asked to speak at Stockton University where I went to college and graduated from a couple years ago. And my audience was college students of all ages. This is not a talk about business or entrepreneurship. This is a talk about skills, purpose, and essentially a playbook to, if not creating a life around the things that you truly want to do, it's at the bare minimum going to be a, Uh, inspirational, motivational, and practical steps as to how to start the thing that's in the back of your head so you don't live with regret once you're in your 60s, 70s, 80s, probably up to 100 years old. So that's the context. If you are looking to start something, this is for you and this is your sign. So thanks for listening and let's jump in. All right, I got a question for you guys. You guys ready to do this? Yeah. Yeah. I said, you guys ready to do this right now? Yeah. All right, that's that energy I need. So we got to make sure since we're here guys, we want to pay attention. If somebody is talking, obviously want to make sure that we give them the room and give them the space. Um, time is the only thing that we don't get back. So if you do anything or learn anything from this, make sure you try to find a way in your life to apply it. All right, can we give it up for everybody in this room right now? Listen, man, when I was, when I was going to Stockton, I, I felt like I was kind of just going through the motions. Um, yeah, I went here for about two and a half years. So, you know, if at any point you can do something that gives you a little bit more energy, I'm hoping that that is this today. Um, so, this is college cash flow. I started my business in college when I went to Stockton. I went to community college first and then I went to Stockton. So I'll just give you a little background on myself. Um, So I'm a podcast producer. I own a company called Podcast Principles. We help people produce their podcasts. Could be celebrities. We do a lot of stuff in finance and real estate as well. I live with my girlfriend over in Marlton. So I'm still in South Jersey, baby, represent. And uh, so I've been able to do some cool stuff with my idols. Been on Rob Girdek's podcast, if you know him from MTV. Um, That's Gary V. He's one of my idols as well over here. Uh, Met him twice and really been like a pretty big inspiration in terms of what I do. Um, Moving on. So this was me. And uh, this was at the point in my life where, you know, I was like 18 years old. Don't really have the direction right. Didn't have any of these ideas in terms of what I was going to do, you know, with a podcast. I'm pretty sure that's even in the wrong way. So I really didn't know even (laughs) what I was doing back then. Um, Fast forward a little bit. I find this guy, his name's Joe Rogan. And I had watched his podcast. Most people didn't know who this guy was except for Fear Factor. So my parents were like, why are you watching the Fear Factor guy? I was sending the clips to my friends. I was like, hey man, isn't this podcast awesome? They're like, what's a podcast? So this is back in 2017. Nobody really knew who he was, I guess, except me, nobody in my, you know, I guess surroundings. Um, But this, his podcast, you know, as good or bad as it was at the time, it did inspire me. So the next year um, I started my own podcast and I figured I watched so much Joe Rogan that, shit, maybe I could do this myself. So I started podcasting myself. Um, This is Dan. Um, He made six figures on the stock market um, during his time at community college. And so he was the most interesting person that I knew. So I figured, hey, come on the podcast, man. Tell me a little bit about it. Um, And that was back then in 2018. Still kind of no direction. Didn't really know what I was doing, but I figured I'll start this podcast. Fast forward at the time, I was a mechanic. So in high school, um, I basically just trained to be a mechanic after school. So half the day I would go to technical school and then the other half I would go to regular high school in my last year. So during that time, my boss at the shop that I worked at, he gave me this book, called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but it wasn't a book. It was a CD, like an audio book. And I was like, okay, so this is a book about dads. And so I was a little confused because I don't know, I was like 19. I didn't know what this guy was giving me, but he's like, Hey, you know, read it. Let me know what you think. Has anybody ever read this book in this room? Listen you listen to it. Do you know what it's about? So rich dad, poor dad, it's all good. I, I only remember the highlights too. Um, but ri- basically the gist of rich dad, poor dad is um, there's a, a kid, he's the main character and his dad is a scientist and he's an inventor, right? But his dad is always struggling to pay the bills. He'll create a new product and he'll sell it for like $5,000 and then they're still living paycheck to paycheck. So he's a smart, intelligent guy. And then his friend, his friend's dad, he sees them driving nice cars. He doesn't really work the traditional nine to five. And he starts to figure out, or he wants to figure out why his friend's dad is living a completely different life than his dad. So that's the gist of the book, rich dad. So that would be his friend's dad. And then his poor dad was his actual dad. Um, and so this kind of resonated with me because my dad was a pipe insulator. My mom was a bus driver. You know, They weren't investing in real estate. They didn't have businesses. So this kind of got me on the track of okay, maybe I can think a little bit differently about how to go through life. But again, I'm still a mechanic, I'm still doing my thing. My fourth podcast episode, I interviewed this guy named Tory Grant. And Tory told me on the podcast that he made six figures um, every year by, uh, he left his job and he was basically making people's social media posts. And that's, that was his job. So I said, all right, I'm just gonna try that. So it took me 90 days I went on this platform called Upwork, which is basically you can apply, you can just go in there and create an account and you can do anything. You can do graphic design, you can do audio editing, video editing, you can make PowerPoints, you can edit text, you can, uh, anything you want, any freelance job you can think of. So I went on there and it took me 90 days, but I made $80. And it wasn't close to the six figures that he made. Um, So I was starting to think, I was like, is this a scam? What's going on here? But anyway, I'm slowly getting out of that mindset of, I'm a mechanic, but maybe I can do something different. Maybe I can do this online stuff. Maybe I can do what Tori did. So the problem that I see in mostly this kind of, or I guess in this age bracket, you could say that, or just where we are in our lives, the main issue that happens later on is that we don't take chances until it's too late. Um, And I truly believe that. And if I could just take myself like five years ago and just like shake them, I would just tell them to do all the things that I was doing a little bit or just that little idea that I have. So that's the problem that I want to present to you today. In about 2019, 2020 at this time, again, I interviewed Tori Grant. I'm starting to think a little bit differently about life. I come across this book called Bullshit Jobs by David Graeber. It's still a great book. Um, I think I read it um, maybe four or five years ago now. Now, in the book, he has a really interesting stat that stuck with me. It's that 70% of people feel that their job has no contribution to society. Does anybody want to tell me why it's important to have a job that you feel contributes to society?
1: If- you're just doing, like, the same thing over and over, you feel like it's leading towards nothing, you're gonna be less motivated to complete that job. And for lack of a better term, you're just gonna be in a rut. You're gonna get depressed. You're gonna be like, this means nothing, this meaningless.
0: Yeah, so it's harder to go through the motions when it's something that, it's way harder to go through the motions when it's something that you truly, that you feel isn't actually contributing to a greater good, right? I like that. I'll give you mine. Mine is, yeah, basically accompanying your point, whether it's, so fulfillment is a feeling. So is happiness. It's hard to chase a feeling, right? Everybody thinks they want happiness. Um, We all want happiness, right? At the end of the day. But I think that contribution comes from fulfillment. It comes from that feeling. And if you have that feeling of what you're doing actually does contribute to something greater than yourself, then you will essentially be able to go through anything to make it, right? Because you know at the end of the line that this is not just contributing to you, but contributing to something bigger, but it starts with yourself, right? So you gotta get yourself right first. So moving on from there, the time is now. This is gonna come back a little bit later in the presentation, Um, but the best time to start was yesterday, a week ago, five years ago, with whatever idea that you had in your head of, hey, maybe I should try it. Like, I love singing, I sing in the shower, You know, but I actually do love singing. Maybe I should try something. Maybe I should do an open mic, right? Whatever that little thing is, a little business idea, maybe I can walk dogs. I don't know what it is, but I truly believe that the time is now or it was the best time was yesterday. The second best time is today or tomorrow, but after tomorrow, probably just gonna go back to what we were doing. So in creating this presentation, because I'm not a presenter guys, I'm a podcaster. I hope people launch podcasts. So I didn't really know how to go about it, but I wanted to create a few, a couple diagrams. So this one I actually used for podcasts, um, but then I flipped it around to work for people too. So this is kind of where we're at right now, right? This, everybody here is in college right now, right? Everybody's, everybody in their twenties too? No. No. Okay, so we got a few thirties, forties. Okay, I'd say we're still in this stage, okay? The excitement, right? You have right here okay i get it i gotta figure it out like there's an existential crisis going on whether it doesn't really matter your age but whenever you hit that for most people it's in the beginning of college during college something it's a crisis where you go i know what i'm doing but is it actually the thing that i should be doing right and that question comes back again and again and again what we're trying to avoid is this area over here so in life we think we figured it out, but we only figured it a few things out, right? We figured out how to get the degree. Then we figured out how to do the job that was corresponding with the degree. We figured out how to have a family, raise a family, buy a house, buy a car, go on vacation a couple of times. That's all good, but you didn't figure it out. You just figured a few things out. But the problem with this, it sounds great, but the problem is when you get to the end, this says 60, but in real, we're probably, most of us going to live to 80, 90, 100 with this technology, AI, maybe a thousand, I don't know. But in this range here, this is great in the 40s and the 50s and 60s, right? When you're like, okay, I'm good. I got the car, I got the house, I got, I got all these things, right? But once you get over here, then the regret sets in, right? And that's what we're trying to counteract, right? So if you design this from the end in mind, then you're going to be able to, even if you're confused throughout the journey, you're gonna know at least where you're going, right? So you're gonna be able to start and build that fulfillment in as we go. Now, this is the alternative timeline, and obviously these timelines don't reflect real life. This is just a diagram, right? But it's just to show that if we figure out how to figure things out, then we'll, we'll have the confidence to, when we do have that idea pop up in our head, we'll just go and do it. Because yeah, I wanted to play guitar, so I figured out how to play guitar. I did it for four or five years. Ah, eh, maybe it's not my thing. Okay, maybe I'll try singing next. Maybe I'll try crochet or, you know, maybe a men's league in basketball. I don't know what it is. Um, that business idea, like I said, that popped in your head. But my point here is we want to optimize for, once we get to the end, we wanna say, I'm glad I did that thing, not I wish I would have done those things. Does that make sense? Okay. Again, I'm not a presenter, so this, I might seem insane, but hopefully this is resonating on a, one level or another. Anybody wanna tell me who this guy is? Matthew Matthew Perry. I remember you from, I don't know if you remember me, but I remember you from going, do you? Okay, cool, appreciate you being here, man, thanks. Um, Matthew Perry, so I love friends too, I'm sad too. Um, This is to make a point, and this is not, I'm using Matthew Perry as an example, this is not to take away from anything that he did. Unfortunately, when it comes to legacy, right, this point in the process right here, legacy, I think it's a flawed concept. I think that, unfortunately, we're not going to talk about Matthew Perry probably in, like, I don't know, a month or two, right? Friends will pop up on Netflix and eh, maybe we'll think about it. But I'm not explaining this journey to optimize for this legacy piece right here. Like, I don't think a lot of people for thousands of years are going to talk about me when I'm dead. So this is just to bring it back. Like, this isn't a massive, you know, life-changing, changing thousands of lives, like, Again, it has to start with you and it has to start with the decisions that you make. So, unfortunately, um, rest in peace to Matthew Perry. But the media, the news cycle, our lives are all going to continue to go on, fortunately or fortunately. Coming back to it, now is the time. Again, once again, now is the time. Matthew Perry didn't know he was going to go. We don't know what's going to happen next. And this brings me to college cash flow. Now, this is just a buzzword that I made up, this little phrase right here. This isn't really about cash flow. It's just to get you in the room. Um, This is about life. This is about making decisions. And this is the reality of it, right? Like this is what I did when I went to Stockton. um, I was talking to Lauren before. She was like, Hey, what other, what extracurricular activities were you in? I wasn't in any, because this is what I was doing. Like I was just sitting on the computer. So if you're going to start something, it could be a landscaping business, dog walking. It could be what I did, audio editing or video editing. It's not going to be Wolf of Wall Street, right? (laughs) Like, It's not going to be Ferraris and Lamborghinis and Rolexes and money falling from the sky, right? It's going to be this. It's going to be the grind. But there's a few ways that we can do this. Is this making sense? All right, I appreciate it. So the first one that we need is decisions. And that brings me to how do you get what you want, okay? So how do you begin to start to make these decisions, right? A, it's the right decisions okay so you have to make you have to decide make a decision right b we have the right work you can work thousands of hours on the wrong thing and not get to your destination right c it's the right help you're going to need people to help you right they say if you go if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go with people or some quote like that that's true moving on from there number 1 decision so we know we have to decide that's a key component in this we don't get paid for the work that we do, we get paid for the blank that we have. Skills? Skills that we have, exactly. So, sure, you might have an hourly job, but you're getting paid whatever you're getting paid in that hour because of the skills that you have, right? Not just because of the person you are, not just because you show up on time, it really comes down to the skills at the end of the day. So my point is, this isn't a presentation on entrepreneurship, it's not a presentation on business, it doesn't really matter, it's more the skills at the end of the day. So this is a quick poll for you guys. 4 out of 5 millionaires are Raise your hand if you think self-employed. If you think 4, four out of 5 millionaires are self-employed. I
1: know what the other options are, but
0: i 4 out of 5 millionaires are employees. Let's get hands on that. Again, I'm not a presenter, guys. This is the best I can do. So nobody thinks they're employees. Okay, so if you said self-employed, you would be wrong. 4 out of 5 millionaires are employees. Again, it's not about business. It's not about entrepreneurship. It's all about skills. So we have the decisions, and then we have the skills. And number three, we have the beliefs. So when I started my business, my dad said, if I believed him, I wouldn't be here. I love my dad. He wanted the best for me. He's, he insulates pipes. He didn't think that my online digital podcasting company was going to work. right? He still wants the best for me. It wasn't that he was... He, he didn't want me to succeed. In his head, he couldn't see it, right? And so if I didn't, if I believed this, then I wouldn't be here, I, I wouldn't be able to do this. And as of two weeks ago, I'm officially self-employed. I just left my part-time job, so thank you, appreciate it. Shouts to Stockton. Um, if I didn't have that time at Stockton to start doing these things, then um, I wouldn't be here either, right? Um, moving on from there, again, decisions, skills and beliefs, the three, right? Okay, I'm a, uh, I'm a great singer. I know I'm a great, or maybe I don't know I'm a great singer, but just on paper, I'm a great singer. You know what, I'm gonna decide to do a few open mics, but I don't think I'm ever gonna make it. You're not gonna get there, right? I believe I'm the best singer in the world. I'm actually a good singer, but I'm, ne- but I never get on stage. I never make the decision. You're not gonna make it, right? I decide to get on stage, I believe I'm a great singer because I sing in the shower, it sounds good to me, but I'm really not a great singer. So this is why we need all three to then go and do, not just do, but actually succeed at the things that we wanna do, again, now is the time. So a few more stats just to kinda bring this home, right? 20% of private sector businesses fail in the first year, over 80% fail in 10 years, right? Again, this is not about business. This is not about entrepreneurship. The numbers don't look good. On the other hand, 85% of professionals aren't happy at their job. And remember that other stat? It was 70% of people, does anybody remember that stat from before? 70% of people feel that their job has no contribution to society. So we have these problems, right? Like, how could we all go to college? How can we all do all of this that we, f- we feel like we're actually contributing to our future? But when you get out in the world, you become one of these statistics. H- how does that work? That's, that's what I'm wondering, right? So again, you don't have to start your own business. You just have to do something that you feel fulfills you. Now, what I'm gonna do here is we're gonna decide on a business idea because again, a few things going into this presentation. I can't teach you everything about podcasting. I can't teach everything about sales or marketing or even online business. But what we can do is we can use an idea from the room and then we can take, we can go through that business model, right? And that's just one example. And so in that, I just figured we'll start with an idea. So does anybody have, let's make it practical, right? A business idea that you could do on your own time, maybe something that was just in your head. "Eh, I feel like, I don't know. Maybe I, you know, want to do makeup or you know nails or I want to fix people's bikes. I don't know what it is. For me, it was doing editing people's podcasts. But does anybody have any ideas? Like some kind of online business? Could be online, in person, doesn't matter. uh, Tarot cards. Tarot card reading. Okay. Do we want to go with that? Does anybody have another idea? Everybody cool with tarot card readings? All right. Sounds good. What's your name again? Jaden. Jaden. Thanks, Jane. I appreciate it. So this is purposely blank. Again, I'm not a presenter, guys, or a graphic designer. This should have had this. I, you know what? If I could do tarot card, if you can't present that on there, right? Anyway, so this is our business idea: tarot card reading. So what's our goal? Do you? Um, is this like a business that you have now, or just something you do for fun, or? Um, it's. I mean, I guess I could call it a business, but not, I mean, it's very, very, very. Have people paid you to do it? Okay, cool. How much have they paid you? like is it by the hour like no it's like a uh, depending on the kind of session okay cool got it okay so it depends on the session so let's just put a starting point right let's say you get 15 dollars an hour all right so our goal from tarot card reading is going to be able to go from 15 to 250 250 is imaginary you could go up to five thousand an hour if we have all the right things in place right but we just have to have a goal we just have to have somewhere to go now, the thing is, I don't know, maybe you could tell me if this is true, but if, I, if you taught me this for 20 hours, do you think I could do it for people? Yeah, yeah right? So, again, why don't we just do the things that we think that we actually want to do, right? Because it only takes about 20 hours. If you play guitar for 20 hours, you would know how to play guitar pretty well. Like, you could probably play a song in front of your friends at a party, right? So, the bare minimum here is not that crazy, So moving on from there, right, we have our goal. We know what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a tarot card reading, okay? The question now is, what do I charge? You're already starting to charge, what was it, like 20 bucks per or whatever they're willing? Flat rate. Flat rate, okay, cool. So first, we're gonna charge nothing. You're already past that stage. You're starting to get a little bit of money, good. So that's what I did. Um, I did, you're gonna help a lot of people for free if you wanna start doing something that's gonna, again, we're trying to fulfill, we're trying to have that fulfillment piece for us but we're actually asking people for their time, or in this case, like that's a spiritual thing. So that might be a little bit difficult for them to kind of let go. So you can charge in the beginning, absolutely nothing. That's what I did for a year. So how do we do it? So we're gonna sell something for free. Selling for free seems counterintuitive, but again, you're asking either somebody for their time or their, or their spiritual, uh, spirituality. I don't even know what's involved in it. Uh, but what we're gonna do is we're gonna take those people that you um, read, and then we're going to have them, my phone's over there, but we're just going to have them take a video, or you're going to take a video with them, right? And they're going to say, hey, Jaden just read me. It was crazy. She said that I'm going to be a millionaire in two years, like, you know, whatever it might be. And what that's going to do is create a case study. So now if we do that for five people, now we have five pieces of social proof that she knows what she's doing. Then we're going to share the results so we're going to create the instagram account the facebook account the x or twitter whatever the hell you want elon's calling it these days and you're going to make that right so it's probably why tomorrow i don't know but you're going to share the results so this is how it works right because again i couldn't teach you everything but i wanted to make it practical so the first five you're going to do so you already did that you already did the free right five to ten eighty percent off so what we're going to do is we're going to call it 100 bucks right? But so for the next five, we're gonna do 80% off that 100 bucks. So we don't tell them it's 20 bucks, right? We tell them it's 100, but for you, for since your client five to 10, you're gonna get it for 20. Now, again, we're having people record videos. So now we have 10 videos of people going, hey, Jane just read me, like, this is so cool. And now we got video 10 to 15, 60% off. By the time, remember those first 20 hours? Remember, 80% of learning happens in the first 20 hours. By the time she gets to 30 or 35 people, she's got 30 videos. Her Instagram's popping. Facebook's popping. I'm talking like, you know, she's DMing people from high schools. You know, they're like, where you been? And she's like, I'm reading. What's up? (laughs) And I'll read you, man. You do it over Zoom, right? Perfect. Whatever we need. I'll do it virtual. They're like, yeah, I mean, but I like live two hours away. All right. All good. We'll do it on FaceTime you see what i'm saying here this is a w- easy way to begin to get people to pay you money um, where you get to learn at the same time which is exactly where we're trying to go so how do i get more clients right we already said it social media anybody have another idea for jaden for her business another way to bring clients in the door maybe college centered
1: so i know a lot of people Look forward to the wellness um, fair because there's a specific food that sells crystals, as well as like there's this little like I forget what it's called, but like, there's this piece of wood that if you like light it and like the smoke, it helps like. It's a Palo the Santo.
0: That's not oh, sage. Not
2: like, Santo. Palo, Palo
0: Santo.
1: It's like a piece of wood that when you light it and like the smoke fills the room it helps like remove negative energy.
0: Mm. It it. Perfect. So we got that, and also that's your cross cell, right? So.
1: I was gonna say we have a ton of events on campus where we're always like, oh, we got a vendor fair, we have this, we have this. So can she do that? And the students are usually- Yeah, I was gonna say. they're tremendously discounted, right? Yeah. I'm looking over at Lauren, who usually runs those. <laughs> there, you and- yep. Yep. Well, well, there you go. University weekend.
0: Yep. there you go.
1: there's some events where like, you could kind of pay for a table and do your own thing, but then you can also talk with student organizations who are hosting events and say, hey, Active Minds, I will do this for you for $200. Yep. And they would likely pay for that, or the Stockton Entertainment team has a budget and is always looking for different types of, like, entertainment services, so. At the amount of student DJs that we've got. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: There you go. So that's it, right? That's, it's practical. Like, this isn't crazy. Like, this, like, that can actually, and probably will now, happen. And also, if you're out there, right, and you have, you know, what is it called, Paulo... Sa- Palo, Santo. Palo Santo or like the little if you can have little ones you could just hand those out right that's goodwill right there and it has your company name on it right Jaden's Readings or whatever we're going to call it do you have a name for it no it's like
1: i said it's very like
0: minimal like this this is low key all right name is next we got to figure the name out yeah so we're going to have that we're going to have our custom you know little sage smoke cool <laughs> Then we're gonna do, she's gonna do one-on-ones as well, right? So she's not gonna just go to the events, also gonna do the one-on-ones. And you know what we're gonna do too? Probably group sessions, right? So this is what you do around the holidays. You go into Instagram or whatever and you say, hey guys, I'm doing $200 gift cards for 20 bucks, but here's the kicker, you can't redeem it. So imagine this, she gets, somebody buys the $200 gift card you know, you know, they put it in their, somebody's, you know, stocking or they give it to their mom or dad or their sister, say for Christmas, that person thinks you spent 200 bucks, but you really only spent 20, right? So there's all these little things that you can do for your business to bring more people in the door. And then the, finally, that's the Patreon right there. She's doing podcasts. She's out there, you know, that monthly recurring, you got them on a subscription model. That means unlimited readings, right? That also means, uh, you know, live virtual kind of webinar once per month or something where you go and maybe you teach them how to do it. You see how the business builds itself as you go. So again, how do we bring more people in the door? I say that because in the beginning, it's just quantity, 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 quantity. Like if nobody, if you're there and you're like, yeah, I'm charging 500, but I have zero customers. All right, charge zero. Like you just need to bring customers in the door. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna give clients, again, $200 gift card for 20 bucks, undeniable deals, right? We're gonna make it stupid. We're gonna make it impossible for them not to do it, right? Then also we're gonna always give more than we get. So she's gonna get on her Instagram and she's gonna teach it. So you can do it yourself. You don't have to pay me. Right. And if people, if you give good advice, give great advice, then when you do have a paid thing, people are going to want to buy that too. I still give free advice to this day is the best way that I get business. Um, hands down. So a few things here to wrap up again, I'm not a presenter, so I didn't know how to start this end it, but there's a few, there's a couple takeaways at the very least. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, Wrapping it up, the time is now, guys, right? Like, again, that's the really big thing. It doesn't really matter what you do, just whatever the thing is, whatever this thing is, take your price from 20 to 50, from 50 to 100. One of those people, you're gonna say, yeah, it's 150, and they're just gonna do it, and now that's your new price, perfect, there we go. Figure out how to figure things out. Remember, this isn't one thing. This is, this is going to help us for the rest of our lives. So then when we're 97 years old and, we're, and, and they're like, Grandpa, do you regret anything? And, and you're like, nah, like I did my tarot card, you know, business, you know, like you're not going to regret that. Right. That's not going to be a regret. And I'll tell you right now, regret happens way later. So we don't realize it because we're too young, but it's way more painful than failure. Right. Um, who was I talking to? I was talking to somebody about Dave Ramsey today and Dave Ramsey's an entrepreneur, financial guru. And his quote is that we failed a thousand more times than we've succeeded, but that's why we're known for our successes. That's why we actually are successful. Failing is the beginning, not the end, right? Ask anybody, look at even Michael Jordan, example of, you know, not even making the team, right? It's X amount of any example you want to use, right? So it's the beginning, not the end. Three things to get us there. Decisions skills, and beliefs, okay? If we only have two out of the three, we're not gonna get there. And then finally, start your business idea. Could be a YouTube channel. <laughs> I'm Ryan Sullivan, I appreciate it, thank you guys. Thank you. Can't, you can't have a presentation without a good meme, you know? <laughs> um, so, if we, have any, yeah, if we have time for it, I definitely want to do Q&A. Also, you can connect with me, guys. Um, that's my at. Um, uh, by the way, LinkedIn's my platform. Even if you never sign in and you just signed in one time, like just follow me on there or whatever, I'll connect with you there. But anyway, I'm not going anywhere. So make sure, hit me on social media. But yeah, does anybody have any like questions or anything or anything I could help with? Let me know. If not, I'm gonna eat chips.
2: Yeah, I'd just would like to say thank you. I'm the king of ideas. And um, like I started a nonprofit profit called um, Rare, R-A-R-E, Recovering Addicts and reforming Ex-Offenders. Nice. My p is 501c3, and like, I start and then I just like let it go. Just I kind of physically, yeah. Next thing you know, it's been like three years, because you keep saying tomorrow.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what's the next thing that you have to do?
2: Start implementing some of the things you said. I'm gonna put a plane together and just start doing it little by little. And hold myself accountable maybe like every two weeks going back.
0: I'll give you my number, man. I'll call you up. We'll do 30 minutes, and then I'll call you a couple months, see how it's going. That's also big, too. If you get a couple people involved in it, game changer. I, I hired my friends in college, and now they still work, you know, some of them still work with me today, man. So that's what's up, man. Keep doing it. That's awesome. That's awesome. When did you start doing this? Um... So 2019, I got a job as a podcast producer for a company freelance. Um, I did it, remember, like I went on that job networking or that job site, Upwork. So I worked for that company. The boss was a drug addict, but I didn't know it. So he was like doing like cocaine on his desk and stuff. And so uh, he like basically took me off his podcast and then put me on sales and then the company dissolved and went bankrupt. So that was my first podcast that I did for somebody else. And then COVID hit. So. I left that job in February 2020. March 2020, I decided to start this business. March 2020, everything shuts down, so that's when How I started. Um, 21. Cool. Yeah. By the way, yeah, I'm 25 now. I don't know if that matters, but yep. That was a
1: good question. Um, I know you said that you recently made the decision to be fully self-employed. Yep. What went into that? Because I'm sure, if these startups, like finances are probably mm. all over the place. Like, what helped you make that decision to know, like, yes, yeah, this is. This is where I'm at and where
0: I'm going. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, For me, it was moving in with my girlfriend. She's a teacher and I do what I do. So she's like the more stable one. And I was like either like there's never a point when I'm going to be ready. So I figured I'll just do it now. Um, So that's kind of what my mindset was like. If at the end of the day, all of us, we can Uber, we can Instacart. Like we could you could do anything. Right. So I'm like, if it comes down to it at least I know how to sell, I know how to market. Like I, I have a friend who has a protein bar company. Like I go and I've done it our, twice already, 300 bucks a day to sell protein bars in Costco. So I was like, I'll figure it out. Um, so now, now I'm like, I don't think I could ever go back to like a regular job, but yeah, I guess that was like the real reason. Like there's never a good time. Um, but I did wait, cause I was gonna move out and like, I lived with my parents Yeah, till I was like 20, so till yeah, three months ago. Um, but I was gonna move out a year and a half ago And I was like, it just wasn't the time, right? So it might not be the time, but at this point, I'm like, they just got to do it. Yeah. Good question, though. Man, I'm thirsty, guys. Anybody else? (laughs) We all good?
2: Yeah,
1: I'll I'll add something that I think I've found Found a lot of students who start businesses that they are. Sorry, guys. I don't want to say failing at, but they struggle with Mm -hmm. proper pricing. Yep. Um, you know, I know that several of our students who, you know, oddly enough, two student and a very close friend were both in the cake-making business.
0: Okay. Little Carlos Bake Shop type and, of, yeah. And
1: they, they were talking about their pricing, and I literally connected them because my a friend of mine was a high well-respected cake, wedding cake maker in new york city uh-huh. and my wife happens to be a hospitality instructor and they were talking about pricing and she said i'm embarrassed by what i'm pricing myself at yep but the person who has more capital than me mm-hmm. charges this and the person who has not seen as good as me is this yep. and i have to put myself in the middle yep. and like it's where the market is Mm -hmm. really needed to come to grips with saying it's okay for me to charge this. Yeah. Two years later, I'm having a conversation with my student who's talking about the amount of hours that she's in her cupcake business and how she's pricing it where she thinks she deserves Mm -hmm. and I told her I guarantee it's too low. Yeah. And I had them connect with each other and she literally came back and said,
0: you were absolutely right. <laughs> Yep, like, yep. The amount of, like, the amount, I, you know,
1: the, the sheer, like, the vibe, the amount of hours it takes you to complete the project.
0: Yep, yep.
1: By how much you're charging. Yep. And, and you'll, you, you'll realize you're insulting yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because you can't, the problem is people think about it like it's a job. It's not a job. Like, it's different, you know? Like, it's your own time that you make up. So, but that's the both sides of it, where it's like, you get to make it up, but then we also have this thing of like, then nobody's gonna buy it if it's too expensive, and then we never raise the prices. Or I'm not valuable enough. Yes. How dare I suggest that I'm worth that. But the easy thing, or the easier way, which I don't know if they did this, but it's like, okay, I'm making, you know, X amount, say it's a hundred bucks for the, you know, 20 cupcakes or whatever, and then the next person comes, and they're like, and how much is it? And you're like, 200, and then they say, yeah, sounds good then that's kind of your new price, you know? So, but you just got to have the, you just got to do, I don't know. I I always undercharge too, you know? Um, just because that's what you do when you start.
1: When you talked about the ramping up of the charging, you know, the first five of this, the first five of this. I think nobody ever leaves that first step.
0: Yeah. For the most part. Yeah.
1: I just need customers. Yep. So I'm going to price myself here.
0: And there's a little imposter syndrome too, because yeah,
1: they never think, Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. This yep. is my tenth person. Oh, I
0: realize once you get like four or five years in, you realize you were completely getting taken advantage of for the first like two two full years. <laughs> you know, because you're like this person knew what I was doing, but I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. You know, because who's I'm not gonna bake cupcakes. You know, like, I'm not going to do it. I don't know how to do it. I don't want to learn how to do it. I don't want to put that f- initial 20 hours in. Like, so whether it's hundred or 200 bucks, it doesn't matter to me because I have a party and I need this, you know, so that, but it's hard to think about it from the client perspective, you know, it's tough. That's a good example though. Yeah, that's good. By the way, there's cards. Um, there's two business cards over there. You can take either one just for folks on your way out there, just so you know, um, yeah. Business ideas, anything? Podcast ideas? Boy, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. we we'll go over here, over there.
2: I was going to say, I'm I started one um, during COVID. I did like a, um it, it picked up a lot of traction, too. So I was doing local South Jersey sports.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, so Smart.
2: So oh, okay. I, I like certain um, people. That's a little older, 30s, 40s, 50s. Yeah. I had them tell their, their sports stories. Yep. And then um, I was trying to get too fancy, like with the equipment, and I, I had to wait for this and wait for that, and I just stopped. Yep. Instead yep. Of using my phone.
0: Or doing just yeah, doing whatever you got to do. Yep. That's great though, man. I mean, you could always pick. That's not that idea is not going to go anywhere. Like if nobody else is doing that idea, and then at that point, like I did, I, I interviewed rappers for two years. Like it was full, like. I worked at a music studio, like, that was my thing. Like, it was really good in that community, but then it's just, this, like, my ideas changed, my audience changed, I went on LinkedIn, like, everything kind of changes, but if nobody else is doing it, and also you do it in your own way, right? Like, so, that's awesome, though. Yeah, keep it up. I mean, you obviously have the the know-how to get something started, and then, I mean, a podcast is complex, so, yeah. you, you probably You're probably higher valued than you even think like everything that you did to set that up is like uh you know a different language for people you know and you know how to do it man well i'll keep you in mind if we need somebody to do podcast setup too nice good idea
1: would you edit my podcast if i sent
0: it to you i wouldn't do it personally but i have somebody that can do it okay. <laughs> yeah that's what we do yeah post-production um yeah that's what i started doing at stockton uh just editing you know it was 20 bucks charged like 10 20 bucks back in the day you know undeniable um, I just had a guy to yesterday reach out. He was one of my first clients ever and I charged him 20 bucks. And he was like, yeah, how much to edit my episode? And this is like four years later and now it's like 350 bucks and he's not gonna do it. But <laughs> that comes back to that. Like, I can't take that. I can't just give him the homie price, you know? <laughs> as much as I would want to, but.
1: I designed my podcast literally on the basis of we're never editing. That's good. That is. So I come from a radio background. Okay, that, that makes radio sense. Radio. So I talked about how terrible the landscape was. In, so I, I, I do a car podcast, racing car podcast. Oh, nice. And, okay. Or I just recently left a five-year podcast that was really getting a lot of traction. Wow. Um, oh, but anyway, wow. Oh, we got
0: to talk about that. Yeah,
1: we can. So, um, but I literally said, because I was working with people who had a passion for the field mm-hmm. but had never done audio.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: like... We're going to have better audio mm-hmm. than everybody else. Mm-hmm. We're going to buy microphones, yeah. we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And we're also going to have a show set up where the first eight minutes is going to be this and the second... Oh, uh, yeah, eight yeah, yeah, format. Gonna the format is going to be stable so they know what they're getting into it every week. And we're mm. going to keep the times correct. And we're never going to have to edit if yep. we prepare. Mm. Yep. I am not editing, you fools. Yep.
0: <laughs> Most people don't prepare. That's the problem. Yeah, we're gonna
1: prepare. Yeah, like a, a real show. A, Thank you. Yeah, and we set up. You know, we had shared docs, and when we had interviews, we yep. had the questions. The people had it beforehand. Yeah,
0: it was pre-planned. It
1: was pre-planned, and we knew what we were. Thinking.
0: My whole b- half my business is because people don't want to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. literally, like yeah. so it's no, just I cleaning know. shit up because <laughs> yeah. they don't want to spend the forty-five minutes yeah, or yeah. whatever it is. You know,
1: you get to spend the week if you're talking about news stories. People
0: watch oh. Yeah. There's that too. Like, yeah. Like if you're doing exactly timely stuff, like uh, that's why I can never do that. Cause it's just, I can't keep also, I can't, I don't have any time. I don't pay attention to anything. <laughs> don't ask me anything that's going on. I don't know. All I know is Twitter changed to X. That's literally the only news that I have. Yeah. Not, not in the political science. I, uh, <laughs> don't really keep up podcast news. I got you on that one, but all right. I'm, I'm not, I don't know. I can, uh, You guys could release yourselves, I guess, if you want to go. There's more food everywhere. Thank you. you. I appreciate it. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you.